Hi, this is Coach Sherry, and I am the host of the Teen Wise Podcast. I'm having conversations with teens fueled by curiosity and compassion. As a teen life coach, parent, educator, and mom to three, I've learned that hearing straight from teens is the best way to truly understand the world they live in and the struggles they face. Listen in to find out more. All right, today I'm honored to have, let's say the CEOs or the kidpreneurs of the Sunshine Project as our guests. They might be the tiniest guests we've had on, but they are powerful and inspirational. And their mom, Margie, is joining us as well. So welcome, Margie, Jeffrey, and Jaden. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. So I invited you to be on today because I heard about the Sunshine Project. And I was blown away, first of all, that you guys are so young and came up with such an amazing project. Why did you start this project? Because we felt like... We felt like um, when all this protesting started, we felt like it was sad. So we just wanted to make the black community and the police officers to come together. Mm, I like that. So you wanted to bring people together and you focused on happiness? Yes. And love. Okay. And so one of the things that you have is bracelets. How yes. With that idea. That idea? Oh, my mom's idea. Uh-huh. And what made us come out with that idea was we still wanted people to love. So on our bracelets, it says, I commit to love, not hate. Mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful. So that's um, something that you're selling and people are wearing these bracelets. Have you been out in public? I know right now it's, we're all kind of sheltered in place a little bit. But have you seen people wearing your bracelets? Uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Happy. Happy, yeah. And do you have just one bracelet, or do you have some that say different things? They all say the um, same things. Mm-hmm. And we have large size and uh-huh. small size. Oh, actually, okay. Is it like adult size and kid size? Yes. How you think about it? Yeah. How many have you sold so far? Oh, a lot. A lot. Take a guess. What do you think? Oh, these are a lot of people's name. Mm-hmm. 600 bracelets. 600? Oh, my gosh. So that's went from zero to 600 in just a few weeks. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah. So has this made you really want to be an entrepreneur? Yes. Yeah, yeah I love it. Love it. So what changed? You said you wanted to bring people together and unite. But like, what change do you want to see? What are you really hoping that the community around you will change? Like, what is it that's that's going wrong? It's just like the police officers are killing all the black people and white people. And all our people, the black people, white people are killing our own police officers. Mm. And we want everyone to love and not hate. So we just like want people to go to church and stuff. Yeah. So the violence, right, is what you're wanting to see go away. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what about, so there's the police officers, those issues, and what about just people to people, like everyday people that aren't cops? How do you want them to treat each other? 
I want them to treat each other full with love, not hate. And I want them to love the police officers too. Yeah. So everybody love everybody. Yes. Uh huh. Have you ever felt when you've been out, like with your mom and dad, have you ever felt like people not being kind to each other? Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Because some people feel like, oh, people are just nice to each other in general. Like, we don't really have to worry about this too much. Uh, yes. Yeah. So can you tell about a time where you felt like that people were unkind? Uh, um, when we, when people were um, unkind to us was when, um, every time we go somewhere, our drive, we say hi to people and they never say hi back to us. Mm. So it's just like they look past you? Uh-huh, and they just stare at us. Mm. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel angry. I'm disrespected. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to feel disrespected. You want to be seen and heard, right? Yes. Yeah. And I feel like this bracelet is really going to help to spread your message to the community and help to create that unity. Do you have a bracelet that you can show us? Yes. yes. I commit to love, not hate, unite, not divide. I love it. So did your mom come up with the message and you had to approve it? Yes. So how are you helping with the Sunshine Project? How are you getting the word out there and helping your mom to, to get the bracelets out there? What's your job in the, the entrepreneur side? What are you doing? Uh, my job is like to help when she needs help. And um, um, did you watch the news? I did watch the news? Uh-huh. Nice. Um, if you recorded it, you can see that um, we're on the sidewalk by the school. It's right by our house. Mm -hmm. And um, we were selling bracelets. Mm -hmm. And that was my job to sell the bracelets. Oh. Mm -hmm. So you had a stand set up and people came by and you sold in the bracelets. Yes. That's great. And how many did you sell just that day? 150. Well, that's pretty good. And that's just from setting up a stand and having people drive by. Nice. Nice job. I'm so proud of you too. Your mom must be so proud as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your next steps? How are you going to take this even bigger and get your message out there and get people to spread love and not hate? Uh, to give um, them like bracelets and we even have shirts. Okay, so shirts are next. No, shirts came first and bracelets were um, second. Oh, I see. Okay. So there's shirts out there and bracelets to spread your message. Yes. Okay, so people have to find you so that they can look at your stuff and help to spread the word. So how do they find you? They'll find us by like, well, I don't even know how, but you can find us by... um watching the news mm -hmm. might be on the news again you know, that'd be great you're gonna be a regular at the news people like what you're doing so much wait and you should even watch our videos on youtube on youtube okay so you're on youtube they can look for you on the news and i think you have facebook as well 
You guys are busy, really busy. I love it. For the teens who are listening to this, because some teens listen to our podcast, what do you want them to do to like make things better in the schools? Well, I want the teenagers and stuff. I just want them to be nice to all the black kids in our school. There's teenagers in our school that has a white friend and a black friend. Mm -hmm. And I want them to love each other. So everybody can be friends with each other. Yes. And can I ask you, in your schools, do you have a lot of students around you who are black as well? I don't really have much, but I do have some white friends that are my friends, and I play at recess with them a lot. That's awesome. Very awesome. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners? Yes, and I want you to spread love, not hate. Spread love, not hate. That's what we need to remember. Spread love, not hate. Thank you. And Margie, can I talk to you for just a second? So Margie, I'm wondering, you know, with all of the stuff going on, there was protests going on, that must have really impacted you as a mom. And, you know, having sons, especially right now, of like, like how you are feeling like it's intense right yeah it's very intense yeah, yeah. so and you came up with this message of love not hate where did that come from because it could easily be a different message right that that came from this absolutely i think for me it's pretty simple it's, it's been my message consistently probably my whole life mm -hmm. um that i've realized it's it's a simple choice every single day to just get up and to love people. And it takes more work to actually hate them. Yeah. So true. So much more energy and it can consume you. So you have four kids. Is that right? I do. How old are the younger ones? I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And do they help at all? Not probably not your one-year-old, but four-year-old well, i think she she does all the waving so she has a job <laughs> she does the, the waving and the eye batting to everybody that's right her, right that's her role in being shy when she feels like it oh. and my four-year-olds he comes and he he helps when he feels like it mm -hmm. and he when he's on a roll he's on a roll um so he likes to hand out things and sometimes he likes to jump or you know jump or get in the videos with us mm -hmm. but he does have a role your, your kids must be so empowered by this. I think so. I think they are getting, I call it, it's contagious, right? So energy, joy, love, being intentional is contagious. So I think I'm, I'm on the right track. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not easy, let's face it, to get young kids to focus enough to do a business. And you oh, have managed no. to do this to get them excited about it, to empower them. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's intentional work. We've been doing this kind of work for, um, we started the actual project about three years ago when my sons were on their first round of, actually one son was on his first round of preschool and the other one that was his second year of preschool. And we dealt with some some teachers that really just didn't know how to teach um, or interact with black boys. Very, I'm going to be very specific. 
and they, at a very young age, you wouldn't even believe it, they um, were called, named by other kids. Um, we had those teachers at the time who I think just were just not aware of their words and what their actions were actually doing was targeting my children. So anytime uh, my child and another child would, let's say, have a conflict over blocks, very basic preschool level type stuff, they would remove my child from the situation, mm. always, and would address it and come to me like, oh yeah, you know, Jaden had an, uh, he didn't, him and another friend had a conflict today and he didn't want to share. So we just took him out the class. And, you know, I said, well, that's, that's not good work because you're, uh, you're sending a message that if he speaks up for himself, he's going to always be removed from the classroom and the other child will always feel like they win, sort mm -hmm. of thing. And they will feel like it, it's okay to continue to do that behavior, you know, and we had ongoing issues. And then I think the final straw was when a teacher, um, my child, Jeffrey, had been playing with the student and he and her were very close friends. They were very close, but every opportunity for playtime, they played together. Mm -hmm. This particular day, she decided she wanted to go play with a different friend. And mind you, he was only three and a half, I think, three and a half years old at the time. And he didn't understand that. So he started crying and, and he was like, I oh, no, I want to play with her. I want to play, you know, his feelings got hurt basically because right. he wanted to play with a different friend and the teacher. And I still have it to this day, sent me an email and said, I'm concerned that Jeffrey's becoming very possessive and aggressive. She used those exact words. Mm -hmm. That was the final straw yeah. on top of the other things that had been going on that was what did it and that's what actually that was the first prong of what sent me emotionally through the roof and i addressed her in email and verbally i said there is power in the words that you use and i gave her example i said now if i came to you and called your husband possessive and aggressive would you take a liking to that and she immediately was like, oh my gosh, no, I no, I wouldn't want anybody to call my husband that. I said, why wouldn't you want them to call your husband that? And she, I think she knew, but she didn't want to say it. And I said, because he would sound like he's an abuser. He would sound like he's abusing you at home. If someone used those words to describe your husband. I said, you just described a three and a half year old as possessive and aggressive because he did not know the difference between a friend saying, hey, no, thanks. I don't want to play right now and him having a reaction and he was sad. Right. That is a normal toddler behavior. They don't understand when a friend says, no, I don't wanna play with you if we've been playing the whole school year together. And so it was the labeling that had begun to happen. And then the second part to that was a, this, a different teacher. Um, I went to her and I shared with her, I said, well, you know, a student touched my son in his private area and he said he feels uncomfortable. And she completely denied it. Uh, was like, oh no, I don't think that happened and everything. Well, we later talked to the student and my child. Again, we're talking about three-year-olds. Right. And the student said, yes, we did because we were playing. And I said, again, this is why we have mistrust because we came to you like we hope parents will do. 
approach you and say, hey, I'm having a concern or my child's saying I have a concern. And he's to put, he needs to be believed, but you assumed that he was in the wrong and this other student just was innocent and couldn't have done that. Mm. And then to come to find out the student was just, it was playful, it wasn't harmful, but it was playful, but it was something that made him uncomfortable and he didn't feel comfortable coming to you. So out of those two situations, I actually pulled my children from preschool. I pulled them from school that year um, because of the continuous targeting. There are two black boys in this classroom in a school that is predominantly white. And the continued behavior was just not something that I was prepared for at this young of an age. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, all that to say, the story, the full story is on our, um, well, kind of an outline of why we created this is on our website but it really did inspire and prompt this. So when I took them out, it was the end of the the current year. So it was like December and going into the new year. So we still had about six months of school left. And so during that downtime, I decided, I said, we have to figure out a creative way to get people to understand you, to listen to you, to let you have a voice. Cause I refuse to have my kids go through what my husband and I went through and the school districts. Um, and so in order to interrupt that, I had to create something that was fun, practical, but something that was visual that people could look at and be reminded that we all have biases, but how we spew those biases out does matter and really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love the format that you've done it because your kids, even though they're young, they can embrace that. It's a bracelet. It's sure. It's like they see it. And so it's, it's concrete for them. And the message they're spreading is very concrete. And I love that. And as your kids get older, they're going to be empowered to have that voice and to make the change as you know, they continue to come up against people who still need to learn and to have these biases and that they're not afraid to voice it. Even though what you're talking about in preschool, maybe that could have kind of shut them down and like, nobody's going to listen to me, right? Nobody believes me, but you've taught them differently. Absolutely. Yes. So powerful. I can't like to see in the next few years, what happens with your boys and the messaging they continue to spread. I'm super excited for you and your family to just be such a positive, like inspirational family. I just, I, I think it's amazing and wonderful what you've done. Oh, I appreciate hearing those words, and it's encouraging for for me because I, I've gotten a lot of comments, very positive, and but one of the words that sticks out from people that have interacted and gave feedback was that it was very brave, and I never, I think, put the word to it, but I realized that when I, when I have to think about things like my children's safety. I think about the locations of our events because of safety. Mm-hmm. When we're going when we go for walks in our neighborhood, especially if it's late at night, because um, sometimes I like to do late night walks and we do them as a family. I have to teach my children to look behind them, to look around them, and you. We all should do that regularly, but there's an added element of being black that I have to teach my children. And to go publicly and say these things and be vulnerable on a platform that is not yet quite where we should be in terms of receiving this message and believing that these things exist and that these things are happening is a very 
brave decision, you know, putting your family public right. is a big decision. I'm probably the most private person that anybody knows in my family, literally the most private person. And so this is complete opposite of who I am. I don't like social media. I don't, you know, I don't do a lot of gatherings and things like that. If you come to my house, that means that you know me very well and very personally and intimately. So this is very public, but it was one of those things where I believe I have a gift to heal and a gift to to teach people in a way that speaks love and that I truly have always said to myself, this, this is contagious and it's never about me. And I feel like I am protected and I feel that I don't have any other choice but to make a stance to say, we have to be, bring people together. Mm-hmm. There is, if we're going to start somewhere, we have to start within ourselves and for the purposes of other people. So I see my children, the teens that are listening, I see you as our leaders, our current leaders. You are our leaders. You are the ones that we're going to look up to. We should be listening to you now if we're not already. Our young people's voice matters. They are the ones who are going to make decisions on our behalf, who are going to care for us as we age, who are going to make policy decisions, who are going to lead and run this country. And so for me, it's important to start with the young people, to not wait till they get to your age and my age to make a change. And I'm not saying it's impossible or it's too late, but it's a lot harder to change our hearts at this age because you know how we get we're stubborn and we get set ways and we get set in our thoughts so that was really my motivation when I looked at my children I said you're going to lead me one day I'm going to expect I tell them all the time for you to care for mommy in your home don't put me outside the home (laughs) I'm going to expect for you to take care of me and you're going to have to do it from a very loving place when I get older I'm going to need you to be patient with me I'm going to need you to Help me get out the car as I age and my body can't do what it used to do. So I expect for you to do that from a loving place and a patient place. But in order for that expectation to be met, I have to teach it to them now mm-hmm. and not wait until they're older and say, hey, I need you to come and help me. And they're like, no, we've been entitled this whole time. mom. Right. We, we haven't had to give ourselves. We have been able to be selfish this whole time. We've never had to go and serve in our community. We never had to go and help anyone else out. And that's what I share with my friends. You have to teach these things. These are trained behaviors, just like the hateful things are trained behaviors. Right. So if we're going to undo a system, we have to start with our young people. They are our future. They are current leaders and their voice matters. So we have to learn to listen to our young people. And what I love that you're doing right now is your kids are watching you, you know, all four of them are watching you and you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, not just to benefit your children, but to benefit everyone around them. And um, they're watching you and they're going to, that's ingrained in them now. You can already tell just by listening to them now and they're young. So imagine the power they're going to have when they are 14, 16, 25. Amazing. Thank you, Margie, for for chatting with me today. And tell your boys thank you as well. And one more time, where should people look so that they can find more information about you and your project? 
Yes, please. Please check out our website. It's mysunshineproject.com. Sunshine is spelled S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E. So mysunshineproject.com. And we're also on Facebook. We do have Twitter and we have Instagram um, and a YouTube channel. So we're we're slowly, slowly but surely growing each of those. But our website and Facebook are our most engaged platforms. Great. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes as well so everybody can find you. So everyone, don't forget, like the bracelet says, I will listen to learn and unite, not divide. Um, we all need to be living by these messages. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Margie. I appreciate it so much. We're so glad you joined us for this episode. Whether you are an adult or a teen, it's always amazing what we can learn just by listening. If you would like more information on TeenWise and the resources and programs available, we invite you to visit us at TeenWiseSeattle.com. If you're a parent in need of more support, join our Facebook group at TeenWise Parents. We hope to see you over there.